Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A California judge becomes jury and executioner in the murder of his wife. A new phone scam preys on grieving family members and in Phoenix, a father and son go missing two weeks apart. These stories and more are coming at you today, Thursday, August 17th on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike. Agavino. Ago. Did you forget your last name? I'm thinking about just going with Mike. One name to kind of fly under the radar. Well, then go with Ago. I like Ago. Go with Ago instead. Okay. I'm Ago. You're famous for Ago. Why do you sound (laughs) depressed today? (laughs) Infamous. Well, the my, meeting, you know, my, we my had a son board is gone. Meeting. I left my son at school, so oh, yeah, I'm lonely. Right, Got right. my doggy. Though. I understand that. Got two more doggies coming. Congratulations. Do you Thank really? Miss Jerry's got two more doggies coming. Hey, well, no emptiness syndrome at Ago's house. Uh-uh. Love Miss Jerry. How's she doing? She's doing great. How's she taking the emptiness syndrome? Almost. Uh, almost well, she's. Probably going to be on the phone four times a day with him and go up to visit once a week. So I, I don't know how much. Uh, well, yes, uh, I don't know how much he's really going to get away. Can't be that much um, cost and fuel for your G seven from New Orleans to Dallas, right? <laughs> no, it's easy. Right, right. Actually, we use quick the, trip. Use the chopper for it. So yeah, the chopper. <laughs> so short. Do you have a uh, a door gunner on there? Because I'd like to apply for that job. Hey, that'd be fun. Actually, we were like, we were looking at how do you, we were looking at. Jerry Jones's yacht last night. Yeah, three hundred and fifty-seven feet long yeah. with two helipads. Really on his yacht. Hundred because just in case, if you have somebody right. visiting already, yeah, right. he's got yeah, a helicopter. You got to have a place have two, for right? somebody to land the other right. helicopter. So a hundred thousand dollars per foot is what it, it costs to maintain those a year. That's insane. Figure that out. Well, he paid like two thirty, two hundred thirty-five million yep. for it or something. Yep. And how often can that guy be on a boat? I don't know. I bet you there's strippers on it there. <laughs> I bet you there are. Or fake boobies. Just yeah. permanently living on it. You mean oh, yeah. they don't even they don't yeah. ever come yeah. off? You're not gonna have a boat like that without that. Without strippers? Well, I mean, uh, maybe that's what the, the breast choppers and, are for. Breast implants, maybe not strippers. How about that? <laughs> Let's, let's get into some crime Let's time. do crime time. That's it. A missing man was found shot inside a home along with two other deceased individuals as investigators continue to search for the shot man's father. That's right. 51-year-old Chad Holvig was seen July 4th when he left his house in uh, Arizona to visit his son, Donald Holvig in Goodyear, Arizona, and left several personal items at his home. Chad Holvig's family had no contact with him after July 6th, in which the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office said that was unusual behavior for him. So a family member reported him missing July 11th. Dalton Holvig also disappeared around July 10th. A relative saw him at his home in Goodyear, but then had no contact with him after that date. He reportedly had a leg injury. 
Deputies conducted a search of at a home this week and discovered Dalton Halvig inside suffering from a gunshot wound, but he was still alive. Additionally, investigators found two deceased individuals and arrested two people inside the residence on unrelated charges. Uh, The county sergeant, Joaquin Enriquez, said multiple weapons and other potential evidence were recovered from the property and an investigation is in an aggressive and fluid state. Dalton Holvig sustained two to three gunshot wounds and was being kept there against his will. Uh, The attorney for the case said it's very complex and very concerning, especially due to the level of violence that took place at the property. The medical examiner will conduct autopsies to determine the identities of the two deceased people who were found in the home. But the crazy thing about this entire case is the father goes missing on July 4th. The son goes missing on July 10th. They find the son against his will inside of a house with three gunshot wounds, and they still don't know where the father is. What they don't want to do, if that old sheriff was still in office, he's the one who was famous for setting up the tent cities instead of jails and uh, oh, dyeing uh, die all their underwear pink. Yeah. Yeah. What was his and name? And fed him uh, like three sandwiches a day. I can't remember. He was a hard ass. So. What was the name of the sheriff of Arizona? Don't it's know. not Arizona. It's uh, Maricopa County. Phoenix. Uh, anyway, the, I, can't the, uh, I, can't uh, I don't think he's in office anymore. Very, very. Apollo. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Apollo, Apollo Creed. Creed. Apollo Creed would have been a good. There wouldn't be no crime if he was a sheriff. Right. Crime in Phoenix. I mean, if he can motivate his. Rocky, he can motivate anybody. Hey. Remember when they ran on the beach? That's right. right? And <laughs> yeah, do, do, do come think, on, Rock. Do you think Stallone won that race? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so the last show we had a couple stories from Pinellas County, and Mike or Ago, as I so affectionately like to call him when he's not being an ass. Ago <laughs> said. The other place that we cover stories from, and he's, I think he's probably true, is Pennsylvania. So we're going to Pennsylvania where prosecutors said in court this week they would not seek the death penalty against a woman who killed and dismembered her parents in their home this year. Mm. 44-year-old Beck is, char- is being charged with two counts, each first-degree murder, third-degree murder, abuse of courts, and possessing an instrument of crime. On January 17th, police responded to a home to conduct a well-being check because they received a call from a family member who said they had not heard from the residents in over a week. When officers went inside the residence, they found Beck and one victim tightly wrapped in a white bedsheet. There was also evidence of a second deceased person in the home. According to the Abington police, there were signs of extreme trauma present. Police searched the home and determined the bodies were those of a 73-year-old male and a 72-year-old female, and they located a chainsaw close to one of the bodies and described the victims as being in various stages of dismemberment. Oh, my God. Why did the people dismember the Never used to happen. Right. Well, anyway, officers also discovered multiple firearms, and both victims died from a gunshot wound to the head. Um, the victims were Reed Beck and Marion Beck. Uh, Verity Beck 
brother, Justin Beck, called police because he spoke with his parents every day. And when he went inside, he found his father's body downstairs under the bed sheet. Um, this B-R-I-T-Y Beck allegedly told her brother she had been bad. Reed Beck, <laughs> right? You think? Right. Reed Beck was reportedly decapitated. Investigators discovered a trash can with other body parts oh my God, inside. Man. Prior to arrest, people. Let's get this. Prior to arrest, Beck worked as a teacher at St. Catherine wow. School of Special Education. That, yeah, could have been a WTF. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's absolutely crazy. One death penalty, the series I'm doing now, uh, uh, y'all, that the original Real Life Real Crimes. Great series, series, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's different because I'm reading from the courtroom transcripts. Well, you're taking just, them inside the courtroom. Just getting to the point where this guy has confessed now to dismembering two parts yeah. uh, after he made love to him. And stuff. It's, 30 minutes it's like is not Twilight Zone in this uh, in this room right now. <laughs> Mike, well, give him Mike a hard time. <laughs> fuck him all up. Hard time. That's well, the only reason I come here to do this show is to give Mike a hard time. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm glad it makes your day to be able to do that, Woody. Well, we're going to go back to California, but we're not going to L.A. County because we're not doing a smash and grab. We're going to go down to Orange County where Superior Court judges just kill their wives. I mean, it's just different oh, yeah, kinds okay. of crimes. So. Uh, is that illegal? <laughs> apparently, apparently it is. California Superior Court Judge Jeffrey Ferguson, 72 years old, nice. sent a text to his court clerk saying, quote, I just lost it. I just shot my wife. I won't be in tomorrow. I will be in custody. I'm so sorry, according to court records. There goes plausible deniability. Well... <laughs> His lawyers, his lawyers don't think so. Ferguson was charged Friday with murder in the shooting of his wife, Cheryl. She was 65 after being released August 4th on a million dollars bail. Court documents allege cops found 47 weapons inside the couple's Anaheim Hills home and that Ferguson used a Glock 40 in the shooting. He had also threatened Cheryl earlier in the evening by making a hand gesture indicative of pointing a gun at her, prosecutors claim. The shooting was reported around 8 p.m. on August 3rd at their home. According to prosecutors, it was the couple's son, Philip Ferguson, who actually called the police to report the shooting. He told police his father had been drinking. Ferguson also called 911 to report the shooting, but said he didn't want to talk about whether or not he shot his wife and just said that she needed paramedics. Upon arrival, Ferguson smelled of alcohol and told cops, oh, man, I can't believe I did this, according, again, to court documents. Inside the home, officers found Cheryl suffering from at least one gunshot wound. Police said she was pronounced dead at the scene. The judge's lawyers have not tried to deny that Ferguson shot his wife, but they claim that the incident was an accident. Accident. Quote, this is a tragedy for the entire Ferguson family. It was an accident and nothing more. Ferguson's attorney, Paul Meyer, and Josh Barnett said in a statement, I think his lawyers might want to read his text messages. Um, In a press release, the district attorney's office said that they want Ferguson to avoid contact with his son, except under certain circumstances. I take it they're a little worried that 
he and the son might be able to concoct a story together if they're spending time together. Ferguson was taken into custody and charged with one count of felony murder. He was booked on a million dollars bail before being released. The, the DA's office uh, stated that uh, they want Ferguson to surrender his passport and wear an ankle monitor. In announcing the charges, the office confirmed that he faces a maximum sentence of 40 years behind bars if convicted on all counts. Ferguson served as a judge handling criminal cases in a courthouse in the Orange County city of Fullerton, where Cal State Fullerton is. During his time as a prosecutor, he was honored as the attorney of the year by the association. Don't think he'll be getting that award this year. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think I don't think he will either. He'll be getting something, but he won't be getting that. I don't know how, how the lawyer's going to walk back the text messages. Right. Lawyers and, uh, have to do what they boy. do, right? And they're going to come up with something. And they're just going to throw them under the bus. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're covering a lot of these cases lately where the, uh, the perpetrators are older. I mean, right. hey, seventy-five-year-old right. men, seventy-two yeah. people 68. that you would think are in professions and at a point in life where they would right. never. This guy's right. seventy-two years old. Yeah, the judge probably got his retirement all squared away, and yeah, know. I'm going to ruin the rest yeah, of my we life. We got doctors decapitating babies. I mean, the world is oh, fucked yeah. up. Oh, God. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, let, speaking of the world being fucked up, I'm going to give you another example of that. And first, I want to shout out uh, Lori Johnson. Yes, who yes. sent me this story. Uh, she came across lady. it. And I want to mention, uh, listeners, if you come across stories that you would right. think would be fun to cover here on Real Life Real Crime Daily, just message the uh, Facebook page, send a direct message, and and uh, we'll take a look at it. Absolutely. We may cover it. But thank you, Lori, for if sending If those stories are about naked people, send them to Jim. If it's about a species that uh, of fish, uh, send it to Jim. If, if it's, it's a, about a beaver or, or a otter, walrus or an otter, otter yeah. send it to Woody and Shark. If it's about it anything bougie, send it to Mike. Actually, I do have octopuses, by the way. Octopi. <laughs> Octomom. I also have Octomom stories. Anything on Octomom. You're officially locked in for Octomom stories. <laughs> and we haven't had one of those in a while. What's we the need cartoon yeah, we do. about that? My, I used to watch it my son. It was well, locked or something. Thank you, Lori Johnson, best banker chick for. Uh, and and her family. Yes. All huge fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love them all. Love them all. Love them all. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to get into a new scam. And y'all, there are. You, you know, as technology increases, these scams from banking scams to you name it are becoming more popular. But this has got to be one of the most despicable I've ever come across. So there's a new scam. It's really hit, hitting the entire nation, and it may be the worst yet because it preys on grieving family members. Mm. I'm going to tell you an actual story that occurred recently and then get to in, get into exactly how the scam works. So. The day after she lost her husband of 22 years to lung cancer, Lisa Ann Motto received a phone call from a man who said he worked in a, at a funeral home that was handling the cremation. He said he needed to make a deposit for insurance purposes, and it was urgent. Uh, the man told her she owed $5,000, but that she could pay an initial installment of $2,500. He told her she could use Zelle or Apple Pay to make the payment. Uh, Motto said she should have known then something wasn't right, but she wasn't thinking clearly. I mean, she, you know, she's in the middle of 
uh, this horrible situation as it was. And it was just after 8.30 a.m., and she had had a rough night. Uh, he spoke in a southern drawl and was real personable. She said, it wasn't you, was it? It might have been. <laughs> so she tried to make the payments, but they were flagged as suspicious. The man started to explain to her he would send a PayPal request uh, when Motto's son overheard the conversation and told her, hang up immediately. Mm. She now knows she was targeted in a new scam that preys on people who just lost their loved ones. Uh, the funeral home swindle adds to an already long list of fraudulent screen, uh, schemes, including romance, grandparents, and lottery schemes that is rampant in the United States. And the Federal Trade Commission is even quoted as saying if there were a scammer's hall of shame, this would make the top 10 list without a question. Uh, I would agree with that. The perpetrators scour online obituaries and then call loved ones of the recently deceased claiming to be from the funeral home where arrangements have been made. The scammers tell the people they need to pay a deposit to secure the service or cremation. And in some cases, the scammers mask the phone number to make it appear as if the call is coming from a funeral home. This is a practice y'all known as spoofing. Several funeral homes across the country have posted social media warnings, uh, basically letting people know about the scam, but it's still taking some by surprise. Uh, in another situation, a funeral director in northwestern Alabama, was actually with a family preparing for visitation when the wife received a call on her cell phone. The caller ID said it was from the funeral home she was actually sitting down at, and the man on the other end of the line said he was Blake Chandler, who was, in fact, the funeral director at the facility. Perplexed, the woman passed the phone over to Blake Chandler, He picked up the phone, and once he told them he was Blake Chandler, they hung up. Uh, So, obviously, she was relieved that that he was there to stop that scam. But this is a a major issue right now because they're catching people at a time Mm -hmm. when they're not thinking right. Right. You know, their mother's passed away. Maybe their child has passed away. And... They're scouring obituaries, so all the information they're getting seems legit. They know where that body is being put. Uh, They know the names of many family members. That's kind of the negative to obituaries Mm -hmm. is they put everybody's information in there. So it's real easy for someone to trust them. Uh, The Federal Trade Commission recommends, uh, obviously, that you only do business with the funeral home when you reach out and you call the funeral home, not the other way around. If someone calls you, says they need payment, I'll call you right back on, you know, your line just to confirm that this is legit. Uh, Absolutely horrible situation. I know Parish Forensics who... who, I mean, you you call it fishing real quick, but... Think about it. They only have to get lucky one time. They dial a thousand people and they get somebody to fall for it. That that's a good day payday yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. But parish forensics would never happen. No. And and I'll tell you, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that they make all their folks aware of of scams like this that come yeah. across because they, there's no one I'm sure that feels worse than the funeral home and, and the people providing those services. No one's pulling such. that off on Roy and the two Christians. No, no. no. And, and shout out to one of the Christians who posted uh, repping them with a real life, real crime hat in the, in the app. And I, we appreciate that. But the deal is y'all, it's a hard time that, um, but you know, Louisiana, not only 
did they have the, the funeral home part, but they have, the, as we told you in the past, the pet part, the, the Louisiana crematory and everything else. But these are the people that are going to take care of you, and they're the only license plate in the state of Louisiana outside of uh, what law enforcement uses to, to, to conduct private autopsies if, if you should need that. And a lot of people do. I get contacted by them every day. You know, people thinking their family member's death is suspicious, and uh, they pushed them through and got cremated. You know, cremated. We'll uh, actually reach out and ask them about this scam and what they know about it, and yeah. um, maybe get them see if there's any suggestions. Get them, get them on the phone one day and and, and talk to them about it. But you, if Horrible. you're in the state of Louisiana or some of the surrounding areas, and you need the people that you really trust, Parish Forensics underneath the giant flag in Broussard, Louisiana. The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Au revoir. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Right. So let's talk about some more death. Now, what's his name? Taylor Sheridan, right? Are you watching Linus? Yes. I I can't can't get up to the um, next episode. But, yeah, so anything he he makes, I watch, right? Well, let's tell you about the real Yellowstone train station, okay? 
And now it's actually a kind of genius if you're if you're a criminal. But inside the Yellowstone National Park lies a 50-square-mile swath of land where, theoretically, crime cannot be prosecuted and bad actors can get away with murder. The area dubbed the Zone of Death, I'm sure they changed it to the train station for the TV, but is the only part of the Master National Park that bleeds into the state of Idaho. Its breathtaking natural scenery is home to many flora and fauna, but crucially, no humans. This means that if a felony crime is committed, there is no pool of people from which to draw a jury, as called for by a specific section of the Sixth Amendment. This legal loophole has inspired a host of plot lines and movies and books, most famously in the hit TV show Yellowstone, where the Dudden family regular deposits the dead bodies of their enemies in the area. So the train station's they real. The train station, yeah, it's just so just a real different name, right? The, uh, the so there's a bunch of dead actors, right? Yeah, there yeah. The tree created by the plot on Yellowstone led lawmakers to finally look into do something about it. Down here, I call that murder by you, right? Pretty cool though. If you think about it, so. Mike, when we kill you, we're going to take you all the way up to to. Uh, Thanks. Don't you don't have to worry. No one's going to come looking for me. So, so they, can't, <laughs> they can't get us a jury jury trial. Jerry so. and Mike bring him to but the train station. But let me tell you what happens. Yeah, don't when, let us see that map. When, whenever there is a high profile death in the park, such as when uh, Gabby Petito, and we all remember her, his body was found in the neighboring Grand Teton National Park. Mm, Online park. commentators speculate whether the kill took place in the zone of death. Oh, and, really? Right. It might, it might have. And, and the legal loophole stems from the fact that the Yellowstone National Park is one of the few places in the country over which the federal government has exclusive jurisdiction and the states have none. The park is primarily located in Wyoming. Small parts edged into Montana and Idaho, but neither have the right to prosecute a crime that takes place inside of Yellowstone's boundaries. In the zone of death, this means that if crime were to take place, only the federal government has the ability to prosecute. They would then be required by the Sixth Amendment to draw a jury pool from the district and the state in which the crime is committed. Right, there's nobody there. We can get the buffalo to do it. But... Because the zone of death is in Idaho and the park falls uh, into the district of Wyoming, a jury must be created from an area with a population of exactly zero. So the theory goes that this means the federal government would not be able to hold a trial against the defendant, and the case would be dismissed on that technicality. Hmm. A legal paper called the called the perfect crime, outlined the very specific circumstances under which the so-called zone of death could become a lawless land. The Georgetown Law Journal released the paper in 2005. While its authors were concerned, the paper does not appear to have provoked any murder. So you're safe now, Ago, for now. wonder why it has. Maybe just because it's such a remote area? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I unless so. you're uh, you're running yeah, but, the the Yellowstone Ranch there, you don't yeah. have. Uh, well, so anyway, it, it inspired Taylor Sheridan's creation of the train station in the hit show Yellowstone hit show, not shit show hit show Yellowstone, the roadside cliff where the Dudden crew deposited dead bodies of enemies because there are no people, law enforcement, judge, or jury of your peers. And the only difference is that this fictional spot is just past the Montana border in Wyoming rather than Idaho. Very, right, right, right. very They're interesting. That is a very interesting story, and everybody loves them some Yellowstone. 
Tatanka. Tatanka. Very, buff. Buff. Very cool. <laughs> buff. <laughs> what, was the, what, was the, what she cut her hair and she's mourning they called her something. Yeah. yeah. That was a great movie. That's one of the only, Dances of the, with only two or three movies. That Tatanka. one. Uh, Forrest Gump in, in um, what's my other thing? I, I, left the, I left the movie theater and turned around and walked walk right back in and saw it again. Really? Yep. Great movie. And the, the book's even better. Titanic was pretty good, too, even though it was mm-hmm. kind of girly. Yeah. Long. Yeah. I thought it was great. And that, that Jack could easily have gotten up on that thing with her. They didn't have to kill Leo in the, the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. But, right? You know, he got even with women. I'll never let go. Wolf of Wall Street, he settled. Right. He settled go. with all, all the scores <laughs> on that one. Jack, I'll never let go. <laughs> Let's go. Let go his ass quick. Down <laughs> under. We haven't been down under. You are authorized few. to go there. Go ahead. I am authorized to go there, and this one is pretty interesting. Three people are dead, and one is in critical condition from suspected mushroom poisoning. Mm. According to Australian police. The toad. The lethal serving of deep cap mushrooms, a highly toxic fungus typically found near trees, occurred on July 29th at the home of Erin Patterson in Liangata, where she prepped a meal that led to gastrointestinal problems for Gail and Don Mm. Patterson, the 70-year-old parents of her ex-husband. There you go. So she had her former in-laws over for luncheon, and they got the shrooms. Gail's sister, Heather Wilkinson, age 66, and her husband, Ian Wilkinson, 68, he happens to be a pastor in nearby uh, Kernborough, were also struck down. So four people got hit with these three, uh, actually died. One is Ian Wilkerson, who is still uh, in the hospital. Police initially said that a search warrant was executed at the site of the luncheon, and Aaron Patterson was interviewed by investigators. So in one meal, her former in-laws and her sister are dead, and her brother-in-law is fighting for his life. During a, a Monday press conference, Detective Inspector Dean Thomas noted that two children were also present for the luncheon, but were not sickened. So Erin Patterson and her two kids ate at the same luncheon, but didn't get sick because they didn't get served right. the mushrooms. They must not like mushrooms. Police believe they were served a different meal, yes. Extra anchovy. The, the BBC said that Gail eggs. and Don were Aaron's in-laws and noted that the couple's son and Eric are separated slash divorced. That seems to be a little bit of a gray area. But mm. Simon Patterson, who is the son and the ex or separated husband, reportedly spent 16 days in an induced coma with a mysterious gut illness last year following mm-hmm. a meal served by Aaron. Simon suspected that he had been poisoned. Simon collapsed at home, then was in, in an induced coma for 16 days, through which he had three emergency operations on his small intestine. His family were asked to come and say their final goodbyes twice, but somehow Simon pulled through. Right. Patterson suspected his unforeseen illness had been linked to eating poison nightshades a family of plants that includes tomatoes, potatoes, and peppers, all nightshade veggies 
contain alkaloids that can be toxic in high concentration. So it appears that Aaron knows a little something about these nightshades and these death caps. Investors say Simon and Aaron separated amicably after living in separate homes for years. Um, police suspect the victims of this current case consumed Amanita phalloids, otherwise known as death cap, which are among the most lethal mushrooms for humans. Erin maintains her innocence. I didn't do anything. I love them, she said on an Australian TV show the other day. I'm going to show these guys a little shot of Erin. I mean, you can tell that she's distraught yeah, over everything that, fake tears. that has, had has happened. So homicide detectives are now investigating after Erin uh, was released without being charged. Uh, she prepared the deadly dish, beef wellington with mushroom. I mean, beef wellington. Come on, man. Uh, doesn't get any better than beef right. wellington unless you're going to spoil it with uh, poison mushrooms. But served a different meal to herself and her two young children who were also at the gathering. She denied wrongdoing. I can't believe this has happened. I'm so sorry they lost their lives. I didn't do anything. I love them. I just can't fathom what happened. This sort of thing doesn't happen around here. Lillian Gotha, uh, uh Two Liangatha residents uh, told the newspaper on Monday, Aaron's in-laws had reportedly gone to her home to discuss possible new arrangements for Simon to see his children more. So they went to discuss changes in visitation, and this is what happened. Mm. Crazy. Bring a food tester with you. Right. When, when, maybe whenever uh, divorce is involved or something strips. like that, bring the your our fentanyl, fentanyl strips. strips fail, a, but, uh, but, but maybe we get mushroom strips and a tester. Yeah, very, very interesting. Thank you for staying in your region, sir. Because if you get out of it, we'll bust your ass. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. Uh, I hate to report these stories, but. Uh, you know, it's it's true real, crime, it's right? real life, real crime. That's it. And the sheriff's deputy in Michigan was hospitalized Sunday after he was shot multiple times following a domestic dispute that turned into a car chase and then a shootout with the suspect. The Muskegon County Sheriff's Office said Deputy Joshua Hankins was transported to the hospital for multiple gunshot wounds after deputies attempted to arrest the suspect who fired multiple shots at responding officers. The deputies returned fire in exchange, striking and killing the suspect. Deputy Hankins was released from the hospital Monday morning and is at home doing well, this according to the sheriff. Muskegon Township Police and Muskegon Heights Police responded to the domestic dispute at 10.15 p.m. on Sunday. Before law enforcement personnel arrived, the suspect fled the scene in a Subaru Forester. Deputies found the fleeing suspect a few hours later, who was incompliant, prompting a chase. An off-duty deputy observed the vehicle, attempted to stop it, and the vehicle fled. Deputies, troopers, and state police were all involved in the pursuit of the suspect and uh, his vehicle over several miles. The suspect ultimately stopped after driving into a ditch. The suspect refused to surrender to police and fired weapons at officers. Deputies attempted to take the driver into custody at gunpoint. However, the suspect fired weapons and the officers returned fire and the suspect was shot and killed. Uh, so fortunately, this 
this uh, this hero police officer. It looks like he's on the road to recovery. But, Woody, I wanted to ask you specifically, because what kind of raised my antennas on this is it was a domestic dispute. And I would imagine those are some of the most dangerous calls to go on. Not not some of. They are the most dangerous call to go on. Because when you get that call, those people – that they're so emotionally charged, right? Yeah. And it's you, usually your loved one, or the you know, or the, your most hated one. And that more officers get killed by responding to domestic calls, domestic violence calls, than all, or domestic dispute calls than all the other calls combined. Wow! Every year, yeah, yeah, absolutely horrible. Well, thankfully, he it looks like he's on the yeah, road to recovery. And, and, and fuck that other idiot. Yeah. Uh, That's what I say. He got exactly that your official position. Yeah, he saved saved the taxpayers some dollars by getting a little lead poisoning. All right, Uh, let's go back to Callie and Jim. I'm going to need your professional expertise on this. All right, so a California man is accused of drugging and sexually assaulting at least five women across Los Angeles and West Hollywood, according to officials. And his name is Andre Cosmo. When so you got to say it in your accent, though. Nguyen. Right. <laughs> Thirty-seven is charged with seven counts of rape by you. All right, let me get serious. So Nguyen. Thirty-seven <laughs> is charged with seven counts of rape by use of drugs, three counts of sexual penetration by anesthesia or controlled substance. One count of forcible rape. You know, on TikTok, they have to call that grape. They can't say rape. Anyway. I would imagine really? that confuses people. One, one count of oral copulation by anesthesia or controlled substance. One count of safe sale or transportation offered to sell controlled substance and one count of sexual battery. Between June of 2021 and uh, June of 2023, when I allegedly <laughs> drugged and assaulted women. Between the ages of 18 and 21. <clears throat> Los, Angeles, Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gasson said Friday. And Gascon. Boo, boo, boo. I'm doing uh, Rosetta Stone. You're doing Rosetta Stone and yeah. that. So you you have the correct pronunciation and yeah, yeah, the rest of America has it wrong? Okay, I, want you, I want you to get you. it. I'm From now me. on, I want everybody I want to, to say his name Friday, right? Violence and trauma that. The five survivors in this case endured is abhorrent and will not be tolerated, the G-man said in a statement. My office is committed to working tirelessly to prevent sexual assault, support survivors, and hold abusers accountable. We encourage any additional victims of Cosmo, N-G-U-I-E-N, to come forward. He, uh, he was arrested Wednesday and pleaded not guilty to the arraignment the following day. G-A-S-C-O-N said. Bail was set at $1,230,000, and his next court date is scheduled for August 30th. The L.A. County Sheriff's Department and the Los Angeles Police Department are investigating the case, and officials believe there may be additional victims and are asking the public to reach out with information identifying any victims. And y'all want to apologize. Uh, I had like 30 minutes sleep last night, and I get a little giggly sometimes, and that's not definitely not a story to giggle on. All right. Well, I apologize for saying Gascon. No, uh, don't apologize to him, but uh, uh, yeah. 
But that's a horrible story. It is a horrible I'm, story. I'm glad that asshole's in jail. I'm glad he is too. I'm just hoping that some in our audience were able to understand what that was. Um, <laughs> I have a game for you guys today. Oh, shit. We hadn't got a game in a minute. I'm ready for it. You got strict rules and I stuff? Don't, I don't think you're ready for it. Wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you something. We talked about this board meeting. I know board meetings are supposed to be hidden. I'm going to tell you right now. The shit show that you caused when Jim did his game and all that and the embarrassment you caused and everything, you know. The shit show I caused uh, when Jim did his game. Don't tell the secrets of the board meeting. I'm just saying out loud. I'm giving you fair warning. If you get outside any of the rules that you help establish, there will be consequences. Major. (laughs) You understand? Major. Are you laughing at your own rules now? You don't think of them. If there's anything I take seriously, it is operating within the rules as established by the board. You know that. And any subcommittees that get created. So I we know I will abide by uh, by any you such You step out for a hair, sir, and watch the hammer come down. There's no need to kill There's no need to threaten. I'm not threatening you. No, I'm, that's I'm kind just, of threatening. No, no. If forewarned is forearmed. Yeah. Right? I don't want to only. Forewarned is threatened. Uh, I don't want to hear any complaints. Let's see. I don't want to hear. Get that's outside that's the a box. threatening tone, folks. Oh, my God. I come in peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's hear it again. You guys see. You skip. Okay. We've been, we've had some, (laughs) we've had a couple of uh, stories lately that sparked me to, uh, uh, to think about historical news and what were some of the biggest stories in the, uh, in the history of news. So I went through and looked at the 50 biggest news stories in history. These are pre uh, twenty. 15. So they're all uh, from the modern era of, uh, of media. So, you know, advent of television all the way to, uh, to about 2015, 2010 to 2015. Okay. Right. So I will, uh, I will ask a question. And when you think you know the answer, whatever your signal is, you're banging the table. What are you doing, Jim? Same. Okay. Whoever... Whoever comes in first, I won't finish the question. You have the chance right there to answer it. You don't lose points for getting it wrong. But okay. if you get it wrong, the other person gets to hear the uh, any remaining uh, part of the question that wasn't read and gets one chance to answer it, and they can get the points. Each question is worth 100 points. What is the name of the game? The name of the game I is— I name my games. Is the game that's much better than Jim's last shitty game? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Are you guys I ready? Name, I name my games as well. First question. Yes. This event occurred in November of 1963 in Dallas, Texas. Woody. JFK assassination. JFK assassination. I think that was a tie. Nope. Been there, you. stood there, lived there. He beat you. Keep your, keep your hands ready to go. I'm watching closely. This event 
in the summer of 1969, Woody. The, um, the guy with the swastika on his forehead, they killed Sharon Tate and the actress and all that. That's an incorrect answer. <laughs> so I'll finish the question for Jim. Free before you, Jimmy. This event in the summer of 1969 is said to have been watched by more than 700 million people across the globe. The journey of Apollo 11 with astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin result. Man's first landing on the moon. The moon landing is correct. So, Jim, <laughs> although Charles Manson was close, he almost went <laughs> Um Question. I thought it was crime. Question three. So you just mean any kind of news story. It history. could be news events in history. News events in history was not crime events. Okay, I got my head on right. Go ahead. They call it America's darkest day. The day two hijacked Boeing seven. Jim. Uh nine eleven. Absolutely. The nine eleven attacks. Yep. Jim is up two hundred to one hundred. By the way, that's that's two out of three are serious crimes. Four. There's another crime. This awkward and embarrassing speech from the Oval Office in 1974. Nixon. Woody. Watergate. Nixon. I'll give it to you. Nixon's resignation. Yeah. It's all part of it. <laughs> We're tied. Tan rested and ready. Question five. The glory of America's space program turns into heartbreak night. Jim. Uh, the Challenger explosion. Yep. The space shuttle disaster. Jim is up 300 to 200. Question six. In 2011, in a televised address, President Obama tells the nation that Jim. Uh, the murder of Osama bin Laden assassination. Well, it was a murder. Yeah. I think, I think assassination is a better that's word, good. but no, that I'm is not, correct. Just, you know, well, yeah. Is, assassination. Is, yeah. Jim is up 400 to 200. Come on, Woody. In 1994, 95 million people. Woody. Oklahoma City Obama. That is an incorrect answer, Jim. I'll read you the rest <laughs> of the question. In 1994, 95 million people, many of whom were angry NBA fans, watched a low-speed pursuit of a— O.J. Simpson trial. You had the opportunity to have me finish the question. He said NBA, not You did oh. The correct answer would have been a white Ford Bronco or a Ford Bronco or a Bronco if you had let me finish. So nobody gets that. Oh, one. shit. Question eight. You said NBA fans. Oh, that's yeah, because they, they, the, they, the playoffs. They, my Knicks were on TV. And they, what do you think about Hard, knock, hard Knocks this season? So far, there's only one episode. Though, I know. So they, the other one comes out tonight. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is 10 great. o'clock. Rehabbing, yeah, they say I'm his, his doppelganger. I could see that right. a little bit. Okay. I like his hair short now. In 1981, I came out weird. In 1981, American <laughs> hostages. Iran, uh, hostage situation. Okay. It, it, the first word out of his mouth was Iran, so I'm going to give it to him. Yes, it was. Iran Contra. No. No, Iran is the answer. Yep. Okay, 400, 300. Question nine. A global audience of 750 million people watched this wedding in 1981. Prince of Who'd yeah. she marry? 
She married oh, the Prince Charles. All right. Woody got it. Tie game. Question 10. What happened during ABC's World Series telecast from San Francisco in 1989? Earthquake. An earthquake happened. I had no idea about that one. Al Michaels turned into the earthquake reporter. Jim's back on top. Okay. Question 11. In 1957, President Dwight D. Eisenhower tells the nation he's sending in federal troops to carry out the court order. Can I pull that back? (laughs) No. Vietnam. Uh, I got got to get the correct answer. Incorrect. Korea. Korea. A a decade early. Uh, Yes, right decade for that war, but that was not the answer to the question. The 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 key word would have been desegregate. Uh, oh, he's sending schools. in federal troops to carry out the court order to desegregate schools in this southern city. That was Little Rock in 1957. In 1962, next question, President Kennedy announces the blockade of Soviet Cuban Missile Crisis. Damn it. That would be correct. They bring my points. So we're back. Click on the we're draw, Billy the Kid. Right. <laughs> right. We're back, Todd. Okay. Question 13. Bono sang... Early morning, April 4, shots ring out in the Memphis sky. Bloody Sunday. <laughs> that not only is the answer incorrect, that's the wrong song <laughs> as well. Uh, about what 1968 tragic event? Oh, that's okay. You don't know that. I don't know. That stumped me. I have no clue. Oh, guys. Okay. That, that's the assassination of, Martin Luther, uh, of Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay. I didn't know that. Early morning, April 4. Shots ring out in the Memphis sky. Didn't you know that? I mean, I knew you got killed there. In 1968, after winning California's Democratic presidential primary, Sirhan Sirhan assassinated him. Oh, that might have been. Bobby Kennedy. Robert Kennedy. Same thing. I think you guys were tied, and then Jim shouted it out. I think I got to give you both credit for that one. Mm. I, I would give it to Jim. I think it was a little faster than me. Oh, yeah, you talk about the hand. Yeah, it was the same. Yeah, I was talking about the hand. You're not supposed yeah. to shout out after until I say who's turning to stance or so. It's, we're still tied. All right. In 1990, the civil rights, this civil rights leader was freed after 27 years of imprisonment. The dude from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll give you his name. I can see his, uh, my, uh, his long flowing robes and his round hat. And it's Nelson Mandela. Boom. Or also acceptable, that dude from Africa. (laughs) (laughs) I think that puts Woody up by 100. Uh Uh-oh. In 1991, Anita Hill raises allegations. Uh, She says, she's the dude put pubic hairs in her shit and he sexually (laughs) harassed her and then he made the Supreme Court anyway. I gave you the answer. You know I'm bad with names. <laughs> so why do you why do you bang the table? Can I, go ahead I can, t- I can you see. You want to hear face. the re- remainder of the question? You want to just give the answer? Go ahead and read it. <laughs> In 1991, Anita Hill raises allegations of sexual harassment against What's this, this Supreme Court justice. Okay, Clarence me. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, it is. Who Clarence, is Clarence Thomas. Thomas? Yes. So now we're tied back again. For the record, I knew it. <laughs> you did. That that dude. That, that Supreme Court dude. Yeah. Put his pubic hair. Yeah. 
That's what she You said. remember the key points, like the pubic hair. Right. In 1992, rioting breaks out in Los Angeles. After the Rodney King. Rodney King would be the Boom. correct answer, Woody. Damn, you fast with it on that draw, <clears throat> bro. Rewarded for his quick hand that time. Question 18. In 1968, this famous Texan shocked the nation by announcing he would not seek a second term in office. Jim. Uh, President uh, Nixon. Nope. Uh, I got it. Johnson. President Johnson. Johnson. Damn. Lady Bird, Lady Bird, Johnson, Lyndon, LBJ, LBJ. I can't believe that's in next. So now, now I can't lose, right? Because you can't have more than twenty questions. Of course I do. Now we can't do this for twenty-five. We get together the second. No, stop. Twenty-five. In nineteen seventy-six, ABC names her as the first woman anchor on a network evening newscast. Diane Sawyer's, Barbara Walters. Okay. So you were first. Your answer was wrong. So that allowed Jim to come in with the right answer, which is Barbara Walters. So I think I'm, we're now tied. I'm again. making a 20-question yeah, rule for now on. Okay. On, on, you can bring this. that up at the board meeting. Right. Question 20. In 1995, a truck bomb kills 100. Oklahoma City bombing. Woody, correct, with the Oklahoma City bombing. Truck bomb killed 168 (laughs) people at the Federal Office Building in Oklahoma City. Question 21. In 1998, President Clinton sort of confesses. Woody. Monica Lewinsky. I did not have sex with that woman. Miss Lewinsky. Sexual relations. I just nutted on her. I did not have Uh, sex. Depends on on what your definition of it is. Uh, in 1998, President Clinton sort of confesses to his inappropriate relationship with this White House intern. Yes, Monica Lewinsky. 22. In 1963, CBS broadcasts this man's I Have a Dream. Woody. Martin Luther King. Dang. Okay, he's up 200 with three questions left. In 1963, NBC shows the murder of accused presidential assassin... Lee Harvey Oswald. That is an incorrect answer. Jack Ruby. That is a correct answer. Shows the murder of accused presidential assassin Lee Harvey Oswald by this man, Jack Ruby. Owner of a titty bar. (laughs) (laughs) He was. Uh, um, He can't win now, so we can stop. We're going like. Okay, one final question. All right. Well, okay. In 2000, this Today Show anchor. Underwent a Matt Lauer. Incorrect answer. Underwent a colonoscopy live on the air. I've never watched that in my entire life. (laughs) You you missed Katie Katie Couric's colonoscopy. Woody is the winner. Finally win one. Good 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 game there, Good game, bro. Thank you, bro. Again, the, the, uh, he's quick on the draw. Presidential history we gotta work on a little bit there. He's quick on the draw. I just no fights know. in that game. No if, if I can remember Clarence Thomas' name, I mean I remember I can see everything. Just about remember him. the pubic hair. Most people give it to yeah, you. Yeah, pubic hair and then, and the dude from Africa and then <laughs> nutted, president and nutted on this the girl and got got the who's wing cigar. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, um, all right. Let's roll with it. Beautiful bean footage. Crime time. That was good. I think yeah, I enjoyed. It was game. really, really Thank good. You, questions very well thought out. You Thank are you a better game person than me. I'll give you that. 
much. You want to boom that, Jim? No, yeah. leave it in. I, I don't have a problem admitting that. Yeah. All right. It's time for a mile for Thursday, and y'all, some crazy stuff be going on at the Hertz car rental counter sometimes at the airports. So we're bringing you this one. Three people. OJ's back. Is OJ back? (laughs) He's not back. Three people were charged in connection with an incident that left an employee injured at a Hertz car rental location in Massachusetts. Massachusetts State Police said they responded to a call about a man attempting to rent a vehicle with fake identification. Mm -hmm. They responded to the Hertz location at Bradley International Airport and discovered two suspects who ran from the officers. A 42-year-old male suspect got into a vehicle parked at the facility and he attempted to drive away. Police say the driver struck an SUV that was actually owned by Hertz, which then struck a Hertz employee. Then the suspect in the vehicle uh, rammed into the exit gate and disabled the car. Troopers removed the man and a female passenger from that car, and both were arrested. The male driver is facing charges for possessing drugs, impersonation, resisting arrest, and other charges. The female passenger is facing misdemeanor drug charges. The employee was treated at the hospital and sustained minor injuries. Now, a second male suspect fled on foot, but he was arrested at the property just shortly after. And so even in the car rental lines, they got some craziness going on at the airports. I used to hate. They are not OJ related. Car rentals were the bane of my existence, especially at the big airports. Yeah. You got to take buses and trains. Oh, yeah. And all kinds of Yeah, but at least now you don't wait at a counter. That's right. Your car That's go. true. Right. So y'all, I was enjoying the music right. so much, I forgot to turn it off. Yeah, that's right. Kiki crimes for Thursday. So y'all, a woman has been arrested for allegedly flashing her breast at her inmate boyfriend during a prison visit and bringing herself to a climax. The alleged. Did you say climax? Climax. Okay. Orgasm, climax, nut. That is kinky. The alleged exposure took place at Charlotte County Jail in Florida when Danielle Ferrero, 38, took part in a video visit with her 25-year-old boyfriend, Cody Thomas. After an Entering one of the prison's visitation center's camera stations, Pereiro, dressed in a naughty outfit, reportedly exposed herself several times during the one-hour video chat. During their visit, they regularly chatted in an obscene manner, speaking of sex, sexual organs, and sexual acts, police said. Police added that Pereiro incessantly flaunted and stroked her breast. And showed off her revealing clothing, even calling her out that naughty. Prison she staff, is a little right? naughty. Prison staff listened to the video chat, eventually putting in her visit. Yeah, I'm, I'm bet they'd have rushed to do that. However, not before the woman allegedly showed her breast, 
numerous times and even brought herself to orgasm. The police mm. said she rocked back and forth in her seat as a form of masturbation. She reportedly flashed her breasts again near the end of the couple's conversation just before they interrupted the call. As the prison camera station is considered a public setting, a warrant was later issued for Ferrer's arrest for exposing her sexual organs in a public place. And the cops arrived at her home, and she was quoted as telling officers, I can't believe Flash and Cody, my boobs, would get me arrested. I can't believe it either. Right? <laughs> she she was released on bond two days later, and you know, she's also magically was on probation. And, well. That's not Flo- right. That's in not Florida, right. they, could, they can get conjugal business, I mean, but most prisons are cutting that shit out. Boy, that's kinky. Hey, I got no problem with that. The cops waited to last. You do what minute. you got to do. They waited. The cops waited to after the climax. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guarantee you, they were all on that pod. <laughs> you got to see this. Yeah. Good to go work. yeah. Good At least they let her finish. Right. 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 Give yeah. me some banjos and a banjos. Let's go to the Big Apple. All right. You know, I've being from there, I never called it the Big Apple before. It doesn't sound, yeah, I hate no, that. No, no. Let's go to New York. Yeah. don't sleep. Rustenbeck Zakharov identified himself as Russian. an FBI agent <laughs> and then terrorized a married couple in Flushing, Queens. Zakharov and an accomplice tied up the pair, blindfolded them, held them at gunpoint, and tased them over the course of several nightmarish hours, according to police. Zokharov and the accomplice then stole various items, including credit cards, designer handbags, luxury jewelry, a cellular device owned by one of the victims, keys to the victim's Mercedes-Benz, and approximately $30,000 in cryptocurrency. Mm. To make their getaway, the two crooks set up a 15-minute timer, loosened the restraints on the victims, and warned them to wait before freeing themselves, according to court documents filed by the U.S. Attorney's Office. The shaken-up victims called uh, uh, dialed 911 right at 11 p.m. as instructed. Among the items taken was the couple's prized 2019 Mercedes-Benz, which Zakharov drove off in. Three days later, The stolen car was spotted at a Manhattan parking garage and was seized by police. Zakharov returned to the lot to pick up his car the next day, but was told by the parking lot attendant that the police had come and seized the vehicle. Zakharov was furious, so mad that he called police to complain about them taking his car. Two minutes later, two units rolled into the garage and arrested Zakharov. Zakharov and his alleged accomplice, Cheng Wei Hong, 24, Cheng are, Wei Hong, are both charged with robbery and impersonating a federal agent. Do we have a Russian banjo tune we can play I, I there? I knew it's going to be Russian. No, how? We could use <laughs> it takes all kinds so, to make the world go round. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Right. Is that how it goes? Hey, uh, he, hey that's he, my car. Damn it! Definitely got that one right. That was a dumb. Yeah, Zakharov, not good. Come on, Zakharov. Tighten up. All right. 
Any final thoughts? Yes. Always about our rescue, our rescue. operation underground railroad. If you uh, would like to learn more about human trafficking and how to stop it, you can visit ourrescue.org. And they got all kinds of information. Uh, I do you. have one thing. Yes. It's mainly for you, team. Yes. I have an issue with something. Yes. I got it today, but we'll take it up in the board meeting. All right. Okay. All right. I have one thing to say, folks. But I was being serious about that one. Uh, no, I'm, I know you were, and I'm being serious. If I'm not here the next couple of days, something is wrong. I smell a rat. I don't like what's going on around here. There's hey. some kind of there's some kind of BS afoot, and I just want you all to know that if something like that happens, it wasn't my doing. It definitely would not be your doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love all y'all. Thank you. Um, Go follow us on Facebook and everywhere else in the world. And appreciate you. Yeah, we we uh, share us. We sure do. Like and I think we may need video of what like nonsense so. goes on. And in this thank you, to, thank you to our sponsors <laughs> and and uh, Parish Forensic. Yes, best people in the world. Absolutely. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman and I'm Woody Overton and I'm Mike Agavino, your host of Real Life Real Crime Daily. Peace, Noel Richard. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.